Hi, this is John Sablon, one half of To Have and To Hold Podcast, and Nicole and I are so very blessed that you decided to join us on this journey to improve your marriage, your family life, and your relationships. Now, as a disclaimer, Nicole and I are not perfect. We're not your counselors, and we don't desire to be your spiritual directors. What we do desire, though, is to lend this podcast as an opportunity for us to journey together in holiness and virtue, and to share our experiences of, of marriage and family life and what we've learned, what we've encountered, so that it may bless you and your family and your relationships. Now, if you disagree, or if your experience is different, or perhaps if we say something in mistake or in error, you are free to absolutely reject it, my dear brother and sister in Christ. So we just wanted to leave that with you, and we thank you again for your your support, and most especially your prayers. So please share, like, subscribe, leave us a comment, and let us know how God is blessing you this podcast. May God bless you and keep you always. We've, we've been married 25 years mm-hmm. and we 100% believe that there is grace needed to do this thing. Yes. Right? Yes. That yes. there is, God needs to intervene because we are two broken, crazy people <laughs> subject to original sin and our own personal sin that without God's grace, we cannot love as we should in mm-hmm. the context of marriage. Mm-hmm. So you really need to think about that because if you have an expectation that you're going to change somebody's heart, God doesn't do that. What makes you think you can? Mm Welcome back to another episode of To Have and To Hold. Excited to be with you for another episode. Hi, baby. Hi. We are toasting today. Um, let's grab our glasses. To, um, we, you know, recently we just shared some time with some friends and really rooted in Christ. So we want to give a cheers and a toast to faith-filled friendships. Amen? Amen. Amen. Cheers to that. I think... Faith-filled friendships are certainly important, mm-hmm. and married life, just having a group of people who are surrounding you and helping you grow in, in virtue mm-hmm. and holiness, and so we are very blessed to have um, those friends and celebrate with them, so that was a good toast. It was a very good toast, yeah. I mean, um, you know, when we, we've talked about this before, I think, in previous episodes just about the the importance of, of support and community specifically in our catholic family mm-hmm. and so i think uh you know shout out to all those that are one with us in christ mm-hmm. um so just wanted to toast so toast to your friends as well that's right so this episode love we talked about expectations oh yes <laughs> so when we talk about expectations what comes to mind you know i think when i th- the first thing that comes to mind um, and, and we'll kind of break open, I guess, expectations is the effect of family of origins mm. on expectations. And so let me, let me back up a little bit. We talk about expectations, really the expectations we have of uh, one another, of mm-hmm. marriage, of mm-hmm. God, of uh, relationships. So we're really going to be kind of talking about that throughout this episode. But the first thing that came to mind that popped in my head was, you know, the expectations that come from our family of origins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what was family life, marriage, 
Um, was there divorce? Was there uh, dysfunction? Was it blissful? Mm. You know, what is it that you experienced that now you bring into whatever new relationship, perhaps into your married life mm-hmm. today? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, it, I think for me, I came from a very dysfunctional background. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of abuse, and a lot of people know my story already, but that was a difficult um, experience, childhood experience, and so marriage, family was very um, anxiety-ridden, mm-hmm. was very, uh, there was a lot of uncertainty, it was, in, it was unstable, mm-hmm. um, definitely didn't have a good model as far as what it meant to be a husband and a father, mm-hmm. so the you know, my expect, if I just to think about what was my expectations of marriage, um, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you, I knew I didn't want that for me, Right. you know, um, mm-hmm. but what was I going to do to change any of that? Sure. Right? So there may have been expectations that, um, I had to say, we're not going to be like that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lay my hands on my wife or my children. Mm-hmm. Um, but that shouldn't be the only bar that I set. Right. But I think it's important. We, we, we're big believers in this and to have the discussion on your family of origin. Mm-hmm. What was it like? What did you experience? Because like it or not, even though you leave that family of origin, you don't necessarily leave that family of origin. Mm-hmm. Because all the things that you experience and uh, perhaps things that may have conditioned you, mm-hmm. um, you bring into your new marriage, mm-hmm. your new family. Mm-hmm. Particularly, I think, when you have intense emotions because mm. I think about you know going with the, the whole theme of not wanting to emulate the same thing mm-hmm. that, that what you've been exposed to and but in high emotions you know when we're not really thinking clearly mm. um, I realized that I sounded like my mom or I sounded like my dad mm-hmm. um, during those times mm-hmm. so expectations I would say is that um, you know, we expect to be different, but like you said, we do bring in a lot of those same ways in terms of how we communicate love, mm-hmm. how we, maybe how we resolve conflict, how we address situations or we don't. Yeah. And those things sometimes come into the marriage, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I also think that there's an expectation that you know, if I if I just do the opposite, then my marriage will be blissful. Mm. And not realizing that, um, like what you've just shared, is that some of those things from the family of origin are, continue to be part of us. And so we do bring into the marriage, mm-hmm. even though intellectually we don't desire that. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other piece, too, is thinking that if I, if I do the opposite, then um, our marriage is going to be blissful, but maybe I still have wounds from my family of origin that I bring in. You know, I think about uh, as people who have experienced trauma in their life, and there's a lot of us who have, um, if you don't deal with that trauma. Right, yeah. um, And and I know in my situation, I didn't deal with the trauma, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like you just bury, 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 bury. And so for those of you out there that um, maybe can relate to that, Mm -hmm. we have to to seek the right, you know, uh, help the healing mm-hmm. because it's we'll have an expectation whether it's intentional or not mm-hmm. of the other or ourselves within the context of our marriage based on mm-hmm. that experience right right absolutely um and i wanted to to uh, share also like you know some of the the differences just as we walk with married couples and in preparation where you could see where 
just to kind of, again, highlight a little bit of the family of origins piece where um, maybe you have somebody who came from a very broken family, mm-hmm. right? Maybe one or both parents weren't there. Maybe they didn't experience love, uh, communicated the way you did. And then you have another person who's comes from a great family, mm-hmm. right? Not to say they're free from sin or error, but comes from a great family environment. And then now you put those two together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they're like family is viewed differently, um, and therefore, in-laws are viewed differently. And so there, that can lead to a point of contention sure. or strife because of how that marriage was experienced, family life was experienced. So keep in mind, because we run into a lot of couples, that you may be coming from two, you will be coming from two different lenses. Mm-hmm. So to have an expectation that, well, no, you should want to be around my family because they're X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, why don't you ever want to be around my family and all these things that go into the relationships? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you probably need to have a discussion about family of origins actually before you even get married. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But for those of us who are here now, mm-hmm. um, we need to, to kind of kind of tease that out and figure out what was our family experience like. Mm-hmm. And also the roles that they played. So how was my mom or how was my dad? If my, um, say, you know, my dad was the one who cooked and cleaned, Mm-hmm. And then coming into the marriage and thinking, oh, well, then my husband's always going to cook and clean because that's what my dad did. Yeah. Or vice versa, where it's the, you know, oftentimes if a, you know, the male will come in and thinking that, you know, my, my wife is going to become like my mom. Yeah. She's going to fold my clothes and she's going to wash all my, all my laundry. Pick she's up gonna, my dirty chonies. She's going to do all those things. She's going to have dinner for me. Mm-hmm. So you come in with all these different expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great That's a great um, point, love, because I think more often than not, we see a lot of people do it, and we all do it, right? We mm-hmm. came into there thinking that either there's an expectation on the spouse of the role that they'll play relative to what you experience, good, bad, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Maybe you think, um, maybe this can come into the, the place of, well, I never felt safe around one mm-hmm. because I could see that within my my parents my parents, mm-hmm. right? That there was never this safe place to be vulnerable. And we mm-hmm. know that marriage is intended to be vulnerable. It's mm-hmm. the most vulnerable place that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so you may have an expectation like, I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. I know my mom can't trust my dad mm-hmm. or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that's an unfair way to approach it, mm-hmm. but realize it's, it's, it's a real way that you may have to, to kind of work through and talk through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also as far as, um, you know, not coming from a faith based background coming into a marriage mm-hmm. where now we do have a we're faith filled mm-hmm. and then having the expectation well you know as long as you have the sacraments then everything is going to be okay and so the expectation that is that you are um you know you're not going to make mistakes yeah. it's almost like you're going to be perfect yeah. and um to not to realize that and when you bring two people together <laughs> and oh God has a sense of humor um, <laughs> from different backgrounds and experiences and you realize it's very difficult to to live with one another yeah from all these differences right yeah and um, yeah so anyway I would just say that that's it's, it's very difficult and we have to watch our expectations or me being a convert coming into the church realizing, oh my goodness, well then now, you know, things are going to be glorious. Mm. And then realizing that, you know, um, no, I fall too. And so it's wonderful to have, recon- you know, reconciliation within the church, but also to practice that within the, 
the marriage should be for, you know, to forgive one another mm-hmm. and to not have the expectation that our spouse is going to be perfect. But then also the expectation that once you realize the ways that you hurt me, that you're, it would be, I guess, unrealistic to think you're never going to do that again. Mm. Meaning that, you know, you're going to have, um, because you're human, you're going to have a, maybe a certain tone with me. Mm. Um, maybe um, the way you handle things um, may not always be the way I like it or vice versa, even mm-hmm. though we have these discussions because some of it is deeply rooted, as you mm-hmm. shared, um, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And so just because we address it, we bring it out in the open, doesn't mean that we may not fall back. So I think that um, speaking from, you know, an area of wounds, when you, you know, your spouse is going to bump into your wounds, Mm -hmm. right? And it's going to hurt. Yeah. Um, You know, there's so many things that that come out of it when you talk about the expectation of the roles and of the the spouses. And I was, um, I I think the thing that that came to my mind is just the... um, the roles that we think each should play, like especially in the sacramental marriage, you, you know, you brought up about getting married, and, and like a lot of people we know, uh, which is unfortunate, will say, "Well, we get we'll get married in the church." I'll, you know, a guy will come along, "Hey, I'm in love with this Catholic girl, mm-hmm. right?" And I want to get married, but she only wants to get married in the church, mm. right? And they're like, "Nah, I'm, you know, I'm kind of either a non-denominational Christian, or maybe I'm a fallen away Catholic, or maybe I'm an atheist or agnostic." and but you know what? She wants to do it. I'll just get married in the church. And so she's saying to herself, like, oh, well, at least he's getting married in the church. And then, boom, life happens. Mm-hmm. And then you agreed at the altar to raise your kids Catholic, teach your kids Catholicism and the faith, and that's it's unequally yoked. Right. And so there was an expectation if you just got married in the church, mm-hmm. that marriage should be blissful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, even imagine as you as a comfort coming, coming into the church and thinking, well, I mean, of course I believe Catholicism's real. Everyone's going to be good and holy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's just not, it's not the case. Well, hopefully the <laughs> desire is to be holy, but mm-hmm. on our journey to get there, we fall many times. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not to, dis- to get discouraged, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's why sacraments and, and prayers and all those things are super important. Mm-hmm. But it would be faulty for me to think that since I just came into the church, like, that's all I have to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's a one and done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I, th- I thought that was important to at least point out, like, it being unequally yoked or like some of those folks who are tempted to think that you can change the other person mm-hmm. um, and have an expectation that, well, I'll just love them through it. Mm-hmm. And then... You get into that relationship and that marriage and that husband or wife isn't really into your little Catholic thing anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I got married in a church. That was it. It was a day. Mm-hmm. I gave it to you, right? Mm-hmm. And then now you have an, that expectation is not being met. Mm-hmm. And I think this is also a topic of discussion that you need to have, hopefully before you're married, mm-hmm. um, about that expectation, what it means to be married in, as a sacrament, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> We've, we've been married 25 years, mm-hmm. and we 100% believe that there is grace needed to do this thing. Yes. Right? Yes, that yes. there is, God needs to intervene because we are two broken, <laughs> crazy people, <laughs> subject to original sin and our own personal sin, that without God's grace, we cannot love as we should in mm-hmm. the context of marriage. Mm-hmm. So you really need to think about that because if you have an expectation that you're going to change somebody's heart, God doesn't do that. What makes you think you can? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it, 
you know, what is your expectation of your spouse? Is it realistic or not? Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing is, I think along those same lines is, is like putting, when I think about expectations of the spouse, like is, is your spouse your, you know, your everything? Well, they're my everything, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, mm -hmm. why are you guys getting married? Because she's my everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you're going to find out rules, you know. I get lost with them. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I get so lost. <laughs> As our good buddy Deacon Harold will say, you better go find yourself. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it, the, a person, if you're in love, you don't lose yourself. You actually find more of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of real love. The gift of giving it, Yeah, yourself. the gift of giving yourself, but you find yourself in that gift of mm -hmm. giving yourself away. But uh, I think when I talk about is your spouse your everything is like if my whole day, like if my whole focus is just on you and not God mm -hmm. first, mm -hmm. that's going to not be, that's going to end in a bad situation Absolutely. Be because you aren't God. Right. And so I can't worship you as if you are God, right. even if I'm not thinking I'm worshiping you. Right. Right. And, and I will disappoint you. Mm. And I will not be loved the way that God intends for you to love me unless you have a deep relationship with God first. Mm -hmm. And from that love flows love for me and, and for other. So, um, yeah, it's super important to have a relationship with God first before you can, so you can really love your spouse. The other in terms of um, expectations I was thinking about is, um, you know, the expectations that we may place on our children. Yeah. <laughs> You know, whether that's, um, you know, they're living out maybe a dream that we once had hmm. or um, that they're all going to be the same when they all have their different personalities and temperaments. And so um, we talked about comparison in the last episode. Please, please, please don't compare your, your siblings to one another and, you know, things like. Um, oh, your children. Yeah. Or, or, sorry, your your children to say, you know, I wish that you're more like your brother. Or I wish you were like your sister or whatever. Be rather just honor each and every one of them mm -hmm. and their their strengths and the way that they do things I think is really important in terms of um, making sure that you know we just expect that they're going to be children of God but we have to lead the way and pray and show them yeah well, uh, what a wonderful point and a word of caution and advice to parents that are out there right the the, the last words you you want to come out of your mouth is why can't you just be like your brother, your brother, or why can't you be like your sister? You know, I wish you were more like so and so. Why can't you play sports like your brother does? And you know that issue with living a dream. This is probably more of an issue for dads out there that try to live vicariously through their kids. You never made it to D one. I mean, really, only one percent do. But your kid is all of a sudden. You know, I mean, despite the fact that he's only five eight and you want him to go play basketball, um, not going to happen. But we try to push our kids on that and. It's interesting you bring that up, love, because we just, on our last episode of uh, Preach Prophet King that I, you know, record with my two sons, our two sons, um, you know, our oldest son, Keone, was talking about this idea of meriting God's love. Mm. And that experience came from with me, and he, he referred to me, and with coaches, he was, he was always, always having to perform. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's again, it could be, uh, you know, unconsciously done and unintentional, but he had to perform in order to get to a certain goal and achieve a certain goal. And oftentimes we take that 
with our kids, with our spouses, that we have to, that we can somehow, we can only merit love mm. and we can also lose that love. And that's mm. not the way God loves. The way God loves is unconditionally, it's complete gift, mm. right? And that it's, and, and that it's, it's a love that, that continues to give away from the cross in mm-hmm. suffering, in trial, in persecution. And so, you know, we have to be very careful about that with our children, mm-hmm. that they don't feel like our love is conditional. And I'm going to speak directly to the men on this one, because I think uh, moms, to be quite honest, get this a lot better. I'm not saying moms are free from error, but dads, where if your kid is only getting your attention because they're starting or because they're getting A's or because they're chasing the path you think they need to take rather than what God intends for them to take, um, you're headed down a, a, a difficult path there. And, you know, your kid may be in therapy because of it. And mm-hmm. I think that's the part we need to be mindful of and careful of is that what expectations do you have of your children? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. Are they healthy expectations? It sounds like, though, too, that's and that comes from society. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. going to get enough of it from society mm-hmm. by itself. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. don't need to get that at home, either of us. Correct. Right. And then I can see that if you're... If that's communicated through society and then your home life, and then you project that on God, that I have to merit God's love, mm-hmm. and when God loves us unconditionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna say, you know, as we let's talk about a little bit about the expectations on God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because people think that somehow, I mean, probably you guys don't think that at all, um, but some people out I there. heard out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Pagans or something out there <laughs> think that you know because you're faithful and because you that that somehow your life is going to be free from suffering and mm. trial and tribulation because we're both you know uh, all you see is Nicole and I on camera and on video and 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 maybe in some posts here and there and you you tend to think right that that things are without suffering or without strife and nobody's life's like that mm-hmm. even everyone there's people that suffer more and some people that suffer less. But what are your expectations of God in your marriage? You know, God, what, you could have prevented this. God, you could have stopped this. God, why did you let, allow me to marry this knucklehead? Right? Because mm. I, I don't think you ever said that. <laughs> that. That not a prayer that comes through your head at all. Um, <laughs> however, you know, are we projecting, like you said, on God those false expectations of what, as well? That in times of trial, in times of maybe great loss, maybe there's a loss of a spouse, maybe there's a loss of a child, you know, God forbid, but those things happen. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden, God, you failed me. Mm. God, you abandoned me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, those are, that's a big part of the married life too, mm-hmm. is that uh, the minute that we somehow expect a life and marriage and, f- and family without trial, mm-hmm. without suffering, you've misunderstood what it means to be Christian and mm-hmm. what it means to have a crucifixion type of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually contrary to the gospel. Yeah. Gospel says, you know, to pick up your cross and follow me, right? There's yeah. nothing easy about that. And our crosses, whatever the size is, big, smaller, or heavy, or whatever, what have you, it's difficult. It's yeah. difficult. But I think that in that, um, you know, like you said, whether God, you abandoned me, or some, some thoughts that we could have, when we are carrying our cross or we're going through suffering, rather than seeing it as entrusting in God's love, his infinite love for us, and in that whatever 
has happened, he will one, see us through it, and two, will be, if we allow it, to purify us in the process, mm-hmm. to become the son and daughter we were created to be. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's really hard, but really the expectation, I think, in this case would be the healthy one is to, to expect that God will love us through it. It may not look like we expect it to look, but we can bank on that. Or feel, mm-hmm. for that matter. Right? We'll often feel like God isn't there. I mean, I think about the, the, the poem, Footprints. Mm-hmm. Right? We often feel like there's two, there, there, there's two fo- uh, sets of footprint when, when things are going well, but then mm-hmm. when I needed you the most, God, where were you? I only see one set. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you guys know the poem, right? That it was that, that during that time that I was carrying you. Mm-hmm. And it may not, you may not feel that way at certain times. It, um, it may not look like, as Nicole said, the way you thought it would. But God is is with us, especially in the sacrament of matrimony. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. This is a, uh, you know, it's been elevated to a sacrament um, by our Lord, um, for the very reason that God's very divine life works in and through and with this sacrament mm-hmm. of matrimony. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to at least, um, I know we didn't necessarily talk about this in, in preparing for this, but I was thinking, you know, what about? Okay, we're, we're talking about great expectations, mm-hmm. but what can we do to encourage our fellow brothers and sisters? Okay, yeah, so how do we go about? at least tackling some of that, mm-hmm. right? How do we try to get in front of these issues that may, mm-hmm. may or may not occur? Maybe it seems self-explanatory. And I, I said, just wanted to share a little bit of wisdom there just um, because these are things learned late in life, right? Mm-hmm. 25 years of marriage, um, wish we would have got this in our own marriage prep, right? That we never had. Um, so it's just, you know, taking the time to actually have an honest, vulnerable, safe discussion with each other about your family of origins. Mm-hmm. Having a discussions about maybe some unhealthy expectations of one another. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you bringing into the marriage? Um, You know, listening to this and saying, you know what? I I didn't realize that. Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, like Keone telling me on the other podcast, listening to him on the podcast is just, it it cuts to my heart. Like, I never want you to feel like you have to earn my love. Right. Or that there's anything you can do to lose that love. Right, right. But my behaviors, my actions, perhaps my words at times may have done that. Mm -hmm. So if we truly love as God loves one another, what are we willing to do to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and to really go there, mm-hmm. right? And, and and address those things we may have been bearing for the last 20, 30, 40 years, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm glad that you're going in this direction because I think it's important for us to figure out, you know, even some discussion points, mm-hmm. you know, um, to understand, you know, how was love communicated in your home yeah. and how do we resolve conflicts? What were the roles like? Mm-hmm. You know, things of that nature. I know that for, um, in my, and I may have shared this before, but in growing up, my my dad didn't say that he loved us. He showed us that he loved us. And so, I mean, he, he did say those words, and it's so important for us as children, as adults, to hear the, the words of I love you. Mm-hmm. But he probably said it maybe five times. You know, mm-hmm. I can count it on my one hand probably how... Um, the amount of times he actually verbally expressed it. Mm -hmm. But because my dad thought that, well, I do for my daughter. You know, she has a roof over her head. She's got clothes. She's got food on the table, things like that. He provided for me, which is very typical for a man's role, right? Mm -hmm. He provided for me, therefore he loves me. and didn't really have to verbalize it. Mm -hmm. And I think the impact of, for one, to, to say that, to say I love you and to expect that, Someone would just know without you verbalizing it. It kind of reminds me of, um, you know, my great grandfather, 
who on his birthday, we are celebrating his 90th birthday, yeah. and how he stood up and he shared that he wished that he had told his brother that he loved him, but that that wasn't expressed in his in his family. And That's I thought, right. well, it makes sense. It wasn't expressed, so it wasn't passed down to my father, and then it wasn't passed down to us. And how we turn that around to ensure that we always say it to our, our children. Mm-hmm. But it's really important. But I did bring that initially into our marriage, thinking, yeah. I'm loyal. I'm, you know, I do this and that. Of course I love you. But to understand the importance of just really saying it. Um, it, it is it's critical. It, it shouldn't be an either or. It should be a both end. Mm-hmm. That you should definitely show your love but mm-hmm. also communicate that love because you don't really know, mm-hmm. right? I think in these situations where they say, well, I knew my dad loved me, that's a way to give console ourselves mm-hmm. and to comfort ourselves, mm-hmm. but do we really know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's for all of us to kind of consider and ponder and to ensure, like, you know, we said, I even think about my relationship with my mom now. I don't, this, I was, it was the same situation. Um, where I didn't hear I love you from either parent well, maybe my mom was going to be like, you sucker, you never listened to me. Um, <laughs> that could be true, my mom. Sorry about that. But we say, in my opinion, I say I love you to my mom every time we speak and vice versa more than I can ever remember as a child. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so I, I just think that's a, it's a huge point that to have those discussions, that dialogue across the board of everything we talked about as spouses, uh, family of origins, um, Maybe there's some unhealthy expectations of one another. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, you haven't watched a self-comparison uh, talk, mm-hmm. right? And you need to go back and how are we keeping score? Mm-hmm. How are we um, trying to one-up each other rather than being equally yoked mm-hmm. in this journey of getting to heaven, mm-hmm. which is the point. Um, how are we placing un, unhealthy expectations on our children? Honestly, I do a lot of work with youth and youth ministry. And, you know, um, the one thing I can say that is common amongst all of them, they're stressed out. Mm. They have way too much going on and they don't have enough time for God. Mm-hmm. And they feel like there's this undue amount of pressure um, on them to be successful. Mm. I need to be successful. And what does that mean? Oh, I got to make a lot of money. Mm. I got to have the material things. And I don't want to dismiss anybody's ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, but without God, without you worrying about your soul and mm. salvation, your success doesn't really matter in that, and when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. When you said, I don't have time for God, so, Oof. I know. Um, which is interesting because it reminds me of Father uh, Jacques Philippe, yeah. who says that no one ever died from not having enough time to eat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yet we always make that time. Why? Because we know it's important, it's essential mm-hmm. to life. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that true for the spiritual life, mm-hmm. for a sacrament, mm-hmm. for a family even, life? Even more so. The things that are most important to us. Yeah. And so if we really value those things, we're going to make time for prayer. Mm-hmm. We're going to make time to have a relationship with Christ. We're going to do that. And then what will happen is it'll bear fruit in your family and your relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I'm just thinking about the food thing, right? Because I... I typically get hangry, right, when I'm hungry. And I'm thinking, well, what about you spiritually? Yeah. Right? If you're off kilter, if you mm-hmm. find yourself agitated, irritated, easily annoyed, if you find yourself um, just bothered, right, your pride is just seeping through every aspect of your pores, mm-hmm. you need God. That's you right. need prayer time. You need the sacraments. And I, and I think, you know, we often, we do that with everything else. Yes. You know, we, without thinking, we'll say, I need me a burger. I'm like, but you need, you need God. You need well, we, we eat 
you know, most of us will eat, you know, three meals a day. Mm -hmm. Some of us snack in between, but, you know, most of us will eat maybe three meals a day mm -hmm. on average. And yet you think about how long we can go without perhaps reading scripture or prayer or the sacraments. Yeah, are you praying three times a day? You know? Are you, are, you, are you, you know, spontaneously praying to God as a snack in between your... Mm -hmm. You're, you know, you're breaking your lunch. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, then would I have faulty expectations in terms of God working in my life? Or wondering, where is God in my life? Why don't I see him mm -hmm. when he's always present? Yeah. And so when, when, he, when we don't sense him, it's always because we're the ones that walk away. We're the ones that are not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, um, I've, I said before that, uh, you know, when people say, where's God? I'll be like, right where you left him. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that is, but mm -hmm. wherever you left them. And mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's a check for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Like a gut check for all of us. So I think having those discussions um, with yourselves, I think even with your kids, for those of you who may, you know, be like, there's an aha moment. Maybe the light goes on like, man, because I mean, this is really us sharing what we've been through, right? There has been a lot of like, oops, my bad. I own that. And, and having discussions with our children, having our discussions with our spouse to say, you know what? I, I didn't even realize that. But now mm -hmm. that I do, I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that you help me be better. Let's try to undo some of the this, you know, wrong expectation, unrealistic expectation, and move towards something that is that's fair, reasonable, just and and, and charitable. Mm -hmm. right? That we don't um we don't just go, Oh, well it's too late now, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh it's already been 20 years into the marriage. No, actually, it's the perfect time. Mm -hmm. It's today. That virtue of justice would be a, certainly a good thing to work on too, right? In mm -hmm. all these things. Mm -hmm. The other thing too is I think communicating how uh, the roles were played out as mom and, you know, as yeah. we see mom and dad in our family. And so what we, ex what we expect to experience as, as spouses mm -hmm. from one another. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's a good point as well. The thing that popped into my head was like, Sometimes because we, because we had such a negative experience with X, we want to go the exact run the exact opposite way, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's like our kids, right? If my parents like it, I want to go and do the exact opposite uh, thing of them, and I think you need to be careful of that, right? Mm -hmm. Because of you know maybe um, you saw your mom was more domestic and, and stayed at home, and the dad wasn't a good dad, and maybe he kind of you know sure he was a provider, but he took advantage of the mom, and she said, I'm not. You know, I'm not raising my kid. I'm not being at home. I'm not staying at home. I'm not doing X. I'm not going to be domesticated. And you have an unhealthy way of looking at that, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, and vice versa, like the man, my dad was always hardworking and he was never at home. He, you know, he was gone all the time, but, you know, he provided for us. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, like some of these hard conversations we've had before, your kids need a father, not a landlord. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Not somebody that just puts over a roof over their head. That's important. Mm -hmm. It's a part of our dignity, mm -hmm. um, especially as men. But mm -hmm. what they need more than anything is a father that is there to protect them, love, serve them, to show them that work isn't the most important thing. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. God and they are, mm -hmm. really. Uh, and that marriage that mm -hmm. you have. Mm -hmm. So there's... Go ahead, baby. Well, I was going to say it's true for women, too. Yeah. Women have to be emotionally available, nurturing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not there to be, you know, the... Um, just a, a living partner, if you will. Yeah, a roommate. Um, a yeah, roommate. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's something more. So we, it's. I think it's really important to have those discussions and talk about you know various expectations, roles, and how we're carrying it out and what we're doing. And that's the. I think one of the um, 
could be a blessing and also a curse into marriage when we check in and say, how are we doing with this? Because you <laughs> see my blind spots, yeah, yeah, right? And you can point them out to me. And it's like, ouch, you know, mm -hmm. that really hurts because I didn't intend on doing that. But wow, what a gift to highlight that because now I can make reparation mm -hmm. and then work towards, you know, a better relationship with you and me, with I mean, and our children, our family life. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot there, y'all, um, to unpack. You know, uh, hopefully this was something that you could take away and, and really start to, to evaluate and assess in your own life. Maybe you're, you're single out there. You need to go through this now. Mm -hmm. You need to go through that kind of self-knowledge and that growth and re-identify what you're bringing into relationships now because you are bringing something into a relationship. And there's going to be goods and there's going to be bads. And you want to you wanna nip that in the bud before you, you take that into a marriage. And it's it rears its ugly head if it's a negative type of behavior um, as a you know, result of your experience. And so we just, you know, thank you again for joining us. Time flies when you're having fun <laughs> and we are having fun with you. So we appreciate, we've been getting a lot of great feedback from the listeners out there, for the viewers. So thank you all for doing that, reaching out um, both locally and internationally. We get, we hear from people and we are very blessed and honored that you spend time with Nicole and I just learning about love, faith, relationships, marriage, and how to be a person of holiness and virtue. And so we just ask that you continue to pray for us, you know, and, and let us know what it is that you desire to see on any future episodes that you happen to hold. And for those of you who are new visiting us, we always start with a Thanksgiving toast and we always end with a toast as well. So we consider all of y'all that are watching us, watching us and with us as a faithful friend as well. So we are cheers, toasting to y'all. So make sure you join us on the next episode of To Happen to Hold. Until then, God bless you.